0: Welcome to my podcast. This is Erin Lefave. My podcast is called Herbs, which stands for Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit. Talk about all sorts of things related to plants and herbs from how to use them, what their uses are, and nature-based spirituality, all, all things plants. So today I'm talking about invasive species And I wrote about this on my Full Circle Herbals Facebook page um, a while back. And I wanted to do a podcast about it to describe it a little bit more in depth. So, you know, my post started out with saying how I'm growing more and more uneasy about using these kinds of words, invasive and alien invaders, when referring to plants. It somehow seems to indicate that these plants are somehow not natural. So invasive and alien invaders. These are words to use being used to have been used to describe um, plants, but even, you know, insects and and invertebrates and vertebrates and diseases. Um, What else? All sorts of things in nature that come to a place where they're not usually found. So they're not what they call indigenous native endemic. They're not usually found there. And that we have, as humans have moved around lots of things throughout the whole entire globe from minerals to plants, to uh, insects and diseases and ourselves. So that's not an unusual, but what's unusual about these, um, what they call invasive species, is that they will take over an area really quickly, for a wide variety of reasons, um, they usually lack some sort of, um, they lack some sort of like competitor. So there's probably no diseases or insects, um, or other plants that can really harm them. They seem to not be bothered by any of that, those things. And they get all the resources that they want and they move, they multiply like crazy. They just multiply like, um exponentially um, they'll overtake the area in terms of like uh, smothering and covering other plants other endemic plants that are there and reduce the biodiversity of that area so if you start to reduce certain kinds of plants in the area that also starts to infect, affect insect population which affects bird population which just cascades on down the the food chain so that's why um, these plants can be um, really problematic in areas now uh, you know people talk about them as if they're somehow as if they're somehow wanting to take over the area and they're doing it out of malicious intent but the reality is 99% of the time humans have brought them to an area to be used for something and then realized, oh, whoops, this plant can really multiply at a really intense rate. And and now we have to figure out a way to uh, manage it. Um, And then they'll use even more intense ways to to manage it in in terms of trying to stop it. So chemicals are often used or they'll bring in another species to hopefully combat that species. So it, it can really get out of control. Um, so the reason why I'm really starting to get, um, you know, a little bit hesitant and feeling a little like this is something the way we talk about invasive species is also a larger, like systemic problem. The way humans relate to the to the environment, to nature, um, it it isn't the plant that has caused the problem. It's the humans that have caused their own problems. And we begin to vilify these plants as if, like I said, they are out to get us when really they're just doing what they do. They're doing what they're good at, which is to propagate and multiply and spread just like humanity does. And um, yeah, all the examples that I've ever seen have been um, human-induced because we like to bring over plants that spread really well um, from other areas. Oh, hey, that plant uh, does really well over here. Let's bring it over to our area and uh, we'll use it for erosion control. It'll it'll spread so quickly on the side of of steep, steep banks and it will help to hold our soil in when in fact there are likely other indigenous um plants in that area that will do the same thing so i'm not sure why we keep doing this to ourselves bringing over plants from other areas around the world to to do what we already have plants to do Um, probably because the these plants that they see that spread really quickly they think oh it'll be less work for us less money to um, invest in this project and then yeah they just they think that's a better idea or something looks really good, pretty, smells good, and we want it in in our place too. Um, let's see some other examples. And sometimes we're just bringing things over accidentally because of travel, and using the same route over and over. Garlic mustard is an example that really likes to keep, um, likes to be along trails and places where people and animals frequent the same area over and over. Garlic mustard tends to need an input route. So a trail where people are walking is, is a really good place. And then it, um, once it gets on the edge or through on the edge of a trail, then it can spread out into the rest of the area. So, uh, those, um, invasive species typically have reproductive um, systems they can one um, produce really prolific seed banks meaning their their flowers produce a lot of seeds small seeds um, mostly and they can spread really easily and live in the soil for decades to hundreds to thousands of years and so that becomes problematic when they they go to seed And then some of them are really good at attaching themselves to things and being able to be moved around. So it's almost like humanity is um, mad at itself. To me, when I see people get really angry and say, we have to attack and um, conquer these invasive species, it's like war on them. And really, it's, it's the same thing humans are doing. We're moving all over the planet too. And multiplying on purpose to take over some areas um, in the united states they had a policy um a policy i guess yeah a policy called manifest destiny they uh groups of people thought it was their god-given right and destiny to spread all over the uh upper north american continent where we now have the united states so we've had this mentality too So when you, when we use this same language to describe how humans move over imaginary borders, um, it's, this is where I see it to start become problematic because when we see people who are refugees or people who just want to emigrate and immigrate to a place, um, and other people don't like that they're moving into the area, they're, they're using those words too, like invasive and alien. Um, an invasion and we have to have a war on immigration. And so you can see how like this really intense war-like conquer-like mentality is being used with plants and with people. Um, And both are human-caused problems. It isn't that the immigrants are trying to hurt people and uh, do damage, in my opinion you know, in general, the plants are doing that either, but yet we create this language that's really problematic and it dehumanizes people for one. And it also, um, makes the plants sound like they don't belong here on earth. You know, when we use words like alien, it's typically referring to something that shouldn't exist or is really foreign, or it's really, um, what's really out of place, almost unnatural. Like it doesn't, it's like robotic it it shouldn't exist so when we see plants as something that shouldn't exist there's this feeling of in like intense hatred or loathing and we want to eradicate and we'll do some intense uh, procedures to make sure that these things don't live anymore and those intense procedures and plans can actually even be harmful to us with the chemicals that we use or um, you, even um, well chemicals I guess is the best way i can just describe how it really harms us when we try to remove these these plants that are, are taking over because of our own actions right and with people we've created these imaginary lines in the land and many of the people who are trying to be immigrating or be maintaining asylum from another place, those same people were pushed to those regions of the world, pushed over imaginary lines, conquered, and the conquerors took over the land. And then when there's, um, you know, displacement like that, those imaginary lines are set. Then, if those people want to come back over those imaginary lines for a better life, then they're also deemed like alien and what's wrong with them? How dare they come across these lines when it's humans who have made that problem? So that's why I hesitate and am trying to replace this ideology that like invasive species, A, don't belong here on the earth and b are somehow coming to attack humans because that is not the case Um, we see this even when it comes to uh, plantain plantain leaf not the banana looking thing Uh, i'm talking about plantago which is a a plant that grows in lawns and uh, gardens here uh, and many people dislike it a lot because they would rather have a monocrop of grass in their, in their lawns. And of course, plantain, you know, will get in the way of the vegetables, fruits and herbs that they're trying to grow too. Um, And so there have been numerous, you know, chemicals over the decades being put in the grounds in the soil um, to just kill off and manage plantain. They want this pristine lawn Um, and I understand some plantain does get big and like you're just trying to walk on a simple spot and it can kind of like, if it gets really big, kind of like roll your ankle on it a little bit or something. Um, But for the most part, if you mow it, it will grow low. But um, having this, you know, pristine lawn with this monocrop of usually Kentucky bluegrass, that's what most people want where I live which is not even uh, closely, um, endemic to this area. It's another plant that has been brought in. Um, they love it. They love pristine monocrops of Kentucky bluegrass, and then they dislike and disdain plantain. So, uh, it's really interesting, uh, relationship with nature is, Hey, I'm brought this plant over this Kentucky bluegrass. I want this one. I'm going to put lots of, uh, fertilizer and pesticides and fungicides on it to keep it perfect and oh yeah the plantain was brought over likely it was brought over from um, a certain species of it was brought over uh, from the colonizers in the european area there's also some endemic plantains that are from this uh, north american continent as well but yeah we're using herbicides to to kill these plantagos and um it's it's a medicine it can be used for a medicine it's been used as a pot herb in the spring and people eat it it's got nutritional value to it uh, and it, it's helpful this plantain is helpful for wound healing and internal um dem, internal demulcent even so it's been used for thousands of years we it's reco- in recorded history and traditional, you know, oral traditions as well. So it's just ironic and sad that people now poison things like plantain. Um, and in turn, you know, they also poison the groundwater, beneficial insects and ourselves in order to remove this harmless plant that can be used for food and medicine. It also has some anti-tumor and anti-cancer properties to it. So that's ironic too, because we're putting these er- or these herbicides and chemicals to kill it, which these chemicals are now showing to be cancerous. And um, this plant has anti-tumor and anti-cancer properties, scientifically proven. So... That's why invasive species, it just is like a barrier to um, nature connection and living more in tune with the natural world around us. Some people have asked me, well, what would you call them? And I don't have a good answer for it. I I sometimes call them aggressive herbs, but again, it's putting this um, aggressive weeds, aggressive plants, it's putting this idea it's like putting personifying the plant and saying that it wants to do something to harm us. It's being aggressive when really it's just actually being very successful. It's propagating very successfully. Um, So, you know, we have lots of plants that propagate really well that we love, like the Kentucky bluegrass. It it spreads by rhizomes, which is really helpful because we don't have to seed everything all the time, and it's perennial, comes back over and over. Um, But yet we don't, we vilify some other things that cause uh, human problems for us. So I sometimes think we are creating our own problems, trying to create a solution, right? Like the eroded um, stream bank, for example, if humans have disrupted the flow of water, created a dam or something and increase the flow then we have the stream erosion and then we have to find something to hold the soil and when in fact maybe we could have just used the way nature was moving about and seeing if we could you know work with it better that would be good environmental stewards in my opinion so I teach things like this in my classes. I have the online Grow Your Apothecary monthly plant lessons. It means that we meet every um, the Sunday before the full moon, so that's why they're called monthly plant lessons. And I teach one plant every full moon. Um, so that one is um, online, and then the if you're listening to this in 2023, October 2023, I have the in-person hands-on herbal roots apprenticeship, which runs for 13 moons, 13 moon cycles, which is uh, basically 13 months. So if you want more information on any of those, you can go to fullcircleherbals.com, my website, and find information for those. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for listening.